Welcome to Blast the Airwaves with Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17, we strive to transform lives and communities through educational services. On this podcast, we will provide you with educational solutions for all, no matter the learning environment. So teachers, administrators, caregivers, what are you waiting for? What would happen if we started questioning what if? What if we had a positive perspective on education? What if we flipped the switch on education? What if we were the solution? Hello listeners, we are excited to blast the airwaves with you today and provide educational solutions for all. My name is Rebecca Gibbony and I am the Curriculum and Online Learning Specialist here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. I'm thrilled to welcome you to this episode of Blast the Airwaves. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Meg Ralston, an autistic support consultant here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Meg, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss educational solutions for all. Specifically, we're going to be discussing how you build your teacher credibility with your students. Are you ready to blast the airwaves? I am absolutely ready. Awesome. So why don't we um, get started by telling us a little bit about yourself. For example, what does your average day look like in the life of Meg? <laughs> well, I started working with individuals with special needs over 25 years ago. And my first experience were working in group homes for adults with developmental disabilities. So from there, I started working with toddlers with autism in their homes and implementing ABA programming, which focused on learning behaviors such as pre-academics and communication. And now I work as an autistic consultant for the IU. Wonderful, that is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome, 25 years, that's impressive. Kudos yeah, to you. I love it, I love it. I've never wanted to do anything different. I love when we're working with you. You are so passionate about what you do and I've had a lot of, time working with you this spring in our professional development, professional offerings. I just loved your passion and enthusiasm. So oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, passion for these kids, you know? Yeah. So why don't we describe, describe for us what school looks like for you in this year of 2020? Um, do you go to homes? Is it remote? Is it hybrid? Are you in school districts? How does it look for you? Well, Rebecca, it's pretty much all time in the districts um, that I work mm -hmm. with, I go to a different district every single day. So wow. um, yeah, so when I'm in the districts each day, I travel through their different buildings. So at this time, pretty much all the districts I work with are in session full time. Uh, mm -hmm. There's one district doing a hybrid. Uh, most of the students I consult for are at school. Um, just very few of the kids with autism are at home and remote learning, but there are some. Um, so right. for students who are at school, it's pretty much business as usual with some adjustments as far as social distancing and mask wearing. So for the students who are doing remote learning, I still consult with their teachers each week in many of the same ways that I had before except we might team together doing some activities with the students on Zoom sessions. We also have teamed and done some Zoom sessions with parents who are supporting their kids at home in remote learning. 
And we really, really work together to create meaningful and productive lessons for the students who are doing remote learning to help them stay engaged. Wow, that's yeah. that's fantastic. I know it's been such a learning curve, not mm -hmm. just for students, but for families and teachers, because, you know, teaching, you know, students in general is difficult in remote learning. But if we talk about students with special needs and severe special needs, that can be really difficult. I, I'm going off script here a little bit, but okay. how how has that been for you? You know, you say you're jumping on Zooms with, to educate parents. Are there any yeah. other tips you would give people? Like, what are you doing? I mean, honestly, it, it, my role with all, all of this since, you know, the whole COVID started back in the spring, I did a lot of kind of um, jumping on teacher Zooms and doing a little observation. I might like mute my uh, video a little bit because I wouldn't want the student to get overwhelmed with all the faces on the screen. And I would kind of do a little observation and then the teachers and I would have kind of a powwow afterwards about what went well with the session, what can we do to improve, what can we do to help the students stay engaged and oftentimes even just stay at the table wherever the computer or laptop is at the time. So mm -hmm. we would kind of meet and and I would give them some pointers and a lot of what we did, Rebecca, was very similar to what we do at home to make learning fun and reinforcing and engaging for these guys. I would give them some suggestions as far as, you know, if the student works for maybe two minutes, you might even just start with two minutes for a kiddo that has a hard time engaging with you during a Zoom session. And then directly mm -hmm. after that two minutes, you might play a clip of a favorite video for a couple minutes. And then you go back to what you were doing and you might start off really short and only expect maybe like a 15 minute session or even a five minute session, it depends upon the kiddo. And you build up the time throughout and then, but you always want to be using like those same type of reinforcements that your students love um, via the Zoom session. And it's really fun to kind of find things that can be reinforcing um, during Zooms with students. You know, you might not be able to give them high fives, but you can find a way to give a high five over a Zoom session by putting your hand up in front of the screen and then they do it too. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been, it's actually been really fun to find uh, resources and, and interesting ways to reinforce the students um, to help them stay engaged, as well as, you know, talking to parents too via Zooms. We don't, we want this to be, you know, we want to be really supportive of the parents too, because, um, you know, they, they are supporting their students at home. And so we often would have some fun talks with parents. Yeah, definitely. It takes like a tribe to help students right now, uh, become these virtual learners Absolutely. if they're in the remote setting. Yeah. So, sure. you know, on this podcast, we've been talking a lot lately about building teacher credibility, how well students feel that they can learn from you. Mm -hmm. And there's four parts to that. So okay. if we talk about trust, so let's start with trust. How mm -hmm. do you build trust with your students? Well, when I'm working and since I've been working with individuals with autism, I focus really, really heavily on earning students' trust by creating environments that are consistent, that are predictable, and are relaxing for students with autism. Mm -hmm. um, when I first meet students, I start every single interaction with just being present with the student and letting them take the lead in our interaction and allow them to guide how our interactions will go. I don't really require a lot right at first. 
You know, mm -hmm. I just want to be present with the student. And when I consult and my, and the teachers I work with um, have a new student with autism, I tell them to do the same, you know, just take time to relax and help the student to relax. And you'll get to all that learning and task stuff, you know, um, soon, but I like to, I just like to, to build trust just by being present with these guys. Wonderful. And, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, obviously, you know, I see your passion just from a zoom interaction with you, um, in the spring, but how do you show your students and your families even too your passion for teaching and your passion with dealing with students with autism? So I show students that I am fully engaged with them. Well, while they're learning. Um, and I might do this with lots of reinforcement while they're working with me, such as genuine verbal praise and other types of reinforcements that I know the student enjoys. You know, we want the students to know that we care about their learning and, and that they know that we're there to support them throughout their learning and celebrating every accomplishment, no matter how big or small they are. That's fantastic. I I really think that celebration, big or small, is really mm -hmm. important for colleagues, for families, for students. Uh, so I'm really glad to hear that you still are celebrating those successes. Absolutely. You mentioned, yeah, you mentioned a little bit earlier about some consistent routines that you have. You like to be consistent and practice, you know, to build the trust. Can you explain maybe one of those routines that you practice? Okay, so sure. So, um, well, depending upon each student, you know, their needs, their routines, they'll, they'll look really different for each student, obviously. Uh, rapport building and trust building activities, such as we've kind of discussed already, are really, really important to embedding in daily routines when working with any student, but especially our students with autism. Um, I always encourage them to like teachers to create a predictable and consistent classroom routines um, in their classroom, which will help students with autism learn independently. And we can do this by creating visual schedules for the kids, um, kind of mapping out their day, letting them see what it's going to look like, you know, so it's really predictable for them, Rebecca, because, um, you know, no, nobody likes unpredictability. Um, right. In and right now, everything's unpredictable, it's right? So, yeah, it's so unpredictable. And, you know, all these new routines um, at, at school, we've done a lot with social stories with the kids, with mask wearing. We've done a lot of practicing mask wearing with kids. We did that even before school started. Um, so there's there's lots of things that you can do um, to practice routines with, with the students just to help them have a real predictable day. Right. And it seems like just with the trust building, the relationships that you build, your students mm -hmm. feel they can relate to you. So, you know, we yeah. like to have these questions from the field. Um, so the biggest question we're, we're getting based off of this teacher credibility is um, like, what has been the biggest adjustment for you during these times? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I enjoy, I really, really enjoy being with the teachers and being with the kids, working face-to-face -face with them. So last mm -hmm. spring was very challenging. Um, and this can be especially challenging when you're doing consulting because you need to then move to Zoom sessions and other online ways of communicating. And for me during this time, interactions that I've had with people can be really 
possibly similar to experiences that students with autism go through when they're interacting with other people. Um, wearing masks or engaging in interactions just online, it makes it really, really challenging to get the full experience of how we would typically interact with other people. Um, for example, we can't read people's nonverbals as well because mm -hmm. part of their face is covered by a mask. Um, so I found that just that connection and that real genuine personable connection with people is the biggest adjustment. Yeah, and I bring up a, a great point about that and empathizing with your students with autism as well. How have you found that you've made that shift and, and adjusted as best as you can during during the, the remote setting? Well, um, you know, with the teacher credibility, which, which kind of has been challenged through these times, um, I, I've worked with really excellent teachers um, that rose to the equation and and really, and then some, they really have done an outstanding job in every single one of the districts I work in. Shifting to remote learning and now transitioning back into school, um, I've made, I've really made the effort to understand more about what this can be like for not only students, but for the teachers that I consult with too. Um, because I think it's about everybody, you know, that's been involved right. in this. So um, during remote sessions, I've researched resources to not only support student learning, but also resources for teachers to, um, to use for themselves as well. I do, I've done a lot of that for teachers, you know, like looking up some good resources they can use if they have remote learners, um, as well as, you know, just like I said earlier, social stories or visuals to help support um, themselves and the learners. So, yeah. and that is another fantastic point because I talk with educators that I'm working with too in our role as a curriculum specialist here, not just as a teacher credibility we're working towards, but even our credibility as consultants, as specialists yeah. is challenged too. So sure. it's that building your credibility up a hundred percent is a huge focus for a lot of us leaders um, and educators right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. So mm -hmm. now it's time for our favorite part, my favorite part, especially <laughs> our blast five. I'm going to blast you with five rapid questions for you to just okay. quickly answer. So you don't really need to elaborate, but these okay. can be professional or personal. We'd like to have a little personal touch too oh, with sure. our listeners here. So your favorite app or website right now? My favorite app site or app site website is, <laughs> is Amazon. Oh, it's almost Love Prime it. Day, I feel like, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, see, then I, I digress. All right, your favorite <laughs> favorite strategy? My favorite strategy is uh, the I do, we do, you do strategy. I right. love that one. Mm -hmm. Yes, and your favorite read? Uh, Odd Thomas series by Dean Coons. It's an awesome series mm -hmm. if nobody's read that one yet. Um, right. Yeah. You'll have to share that with me so I can put it in the show notes for our listeners. I will. Um, I will. Favorite self-care activity? Uh, really walking, um, spending time with my pets that I have, as well as working with the rescue stray and frail cats that I do um, around the area where I live. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know yeah. that about you. That's great. Yeah. And yeah. this is a new one that we haven't asked anyone yet, but your favorite quote Oh my gosh, my favorite quote is, well, absolutely anything by Winnie the Pooh, but um, uh -huh. 
My favorite quote from them is Christopher Robin, I think, said it. You're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Wow. Yes, that is definitely something that we need to hear right now as educators. So, Meg, can you say it one more time for us? Absolutely. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. So as educators, we've got this all together. That's great. Absolutely. Um, so, Meg, this has been a blast hanging out with you. Uh, uh-huh. Again, thank you for taking some time today to blast the airwaves with us and our listeners. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Take care. And thank we you. will definitely be talking soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here. We would like to thank you for blasting the airwaves with us today. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review. If you want to know more, check out www.iu17.org for further resources and show notes. As always, we want to thank you for what you do every single day. Remember, keep shining. We'll be back next episode to provide you another educational solution for all as we continue to transform lives and communities through educational services.